Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. The future of video in podcasting is questionable. Let me explain what I mean by that. So as you know, I've been in this podcasting space since 2004, one of the early people in the podcasting world. And in those early days, we had some original video podcasting pioneers. This is pre-YouTube, by the way. We had video people making videos and putting them out on podcast and releasing those as podcast episodes. So while me and my cadre were doing the video, uh, the audio stuff, several people were making video. And it was great because, look, the podcasting spec says all you got to do is make a media file. Audio? Sure. Video? Sure. Word document? Why not? I've seen PDFs go down. And that'll go in an RSS feed. Question is, can the person on the other end consume is that device that they're pulling down the content with, can that actually display the media file you pulled down? Well, most audio file, most of the podcast files are audio, as we all know. With the advent of the iPhones and every other sort of smartphone on the marketplace right now, these things also play video. And in fact, people consume an enormous amount, inordinate, a lot of video on these devices. So why not shove video down through the podcast pipes. At, by, it, that's how it worked. Well, here's the deal. Some numbers. Um, number is tiny. <laughs> I mean, really, really, really tiny. If you look at all of the podcasts, all 640, 650,000 podcasts out there, or even just the, the 200,000 or so that are actively producing content or that had produced a lot of content and were finished, the vast majority of them are audio only, like in the high 90 percentile. And that means that the podcasting audience, the podcast listening audience, the audience on the other side consuming the content, they're used to audio. They're not used to video. Okay, that's thing number one. But thing on the other side says, but what about YouTube, man? Even though podcasting started before YouTube did, there are way more YouTube individual videos than there are podcasts, by or, by an order of magnitude at least. There is more video content uploaded every single second to YouTube and a handful of other platforms than there will than there ever has been with audio. I mean, it's, it's an insane gap between the amount of content that's available between those two. But I think the big difference, and you, one thing you need to remember, is that while YouTube, while video is much, much larger as far as overall scope and size and scale goes, keep in mind that video is a pretty passive medium. It's almost like listening to music as opposed to listening to long-form content. Most of the videos that get consumed and shared around and virally spread out there are short, like single-digit minutes. For the longest time on YouTube, you couldn't upload anything that was longer than like nine minutes. 
because they wanted short form content. Podcasting, audio podcasting is a lot different. Okay, but let's talk about that's today. Let's go future. Let's let's think future of video and podcasting. Where is the where's the the nexus? How do these things get together? There are really three kinds of popular no, three kinds, three large buckets of video content. If you want to break all the video content down that a that a person who's making a podcast might make, you've got three real options here. One is you can do what what, what I'll call instant video. Because look, your phone has a camera on it. The laptop you're using to produce a show has a camera on it. You probably have three or four different cameras at your disposal at any given time that can shoot really good quality video these days. That's the instant stuff. And in fact, that's why we've seen the rise of the Snapchats. And now Instagram is still on that idea with Instagram stories and even Facebook Live, which is happening right here. (laughs) If you're just listening right now, this was actually recorded as a Facebook Live video. So there's the instant instantaneous type stuff that's out there. The other type, let's call it the talking head video, specific to podcasters. Talking heads video means just that. In fact, this happens to be live and a talking head video. I've got a stationary camera and I'm talking into it. That's a a, a talking head style video. You could have three or four people on your podcast and record video of all them and you've got a video of your podcast. That's the second type. And the third type, is let's just call it produced. Now that may be a mixture of instant content and some webcammy stuff, talking heads, plus lots of other footage you go out and shoot in the field, but you come back in the studio and you then edit the heck out of that content. That's more highly produced content. Okay, what's the appetite for these three? In the podcasting space, let's talk about the appetite from the consumer side and also the appetite from the work required to make it. So the great thing about the instant style video is it's fast. I mean, it is super duper fast. So too is the talking head style. You turn on the camera, you talk in the microphone, you record your show. So the the amount of effort put forth on those are pretty, pretty small. But let's go around to consumption. So it's pretty clear by all the numbers we look at right now that the instant style videos are consumed platform specific. So if you're using Instagram stories, for example, making videos out for those, That's platform specific, and it's very hard to get that platform to share somewhere else. If you're doing talking head videos, where you're shooting a video of yourself like I'm doing right now, as you're talking into a microphone, the consumption habits of those, if you go back and look at your Facebook Live videos, you look at how much people are actually consuming those, and and even go to your YouTube videos, you see all this impression count, the view count looks really great. But look deeper. Look at the number of seconds Look at the number of people who actually consume the video for more than 10 seconds, and it drops off precipitously. Always. Now, where that starts to change is when you get into produced videos. But the amount of effort it takes to make a produced video is exponentially larger than it takes to make a well-produced podcast. So keep that in mind. Got a great idea how you can put a video version of your show out there that's not talking heads? Wonderful. Plan on, I don't know, 10 times the amount of work it takes to put your audio video out, your audio content to make that in video. That's a good guideline to go by. It's a whole lot harder to make really well-produced videos. The good news is, though, people eat it up. People love highly produced content. And that's why some of the major YouTube stars, and I have some friends who are who are paid very handsomely for their YouTube channels, but they make compelling content on a real regular basis, and they put a lot of work into the production. 
So what's the future hold for podcasting? What's the video likely, the video landscape likely to be for podcasting? So I'm kind of bearish on this, which means I'm not a giant fan, to be honest, to be honest. And I, and I think that has to do with the attention span of people and how our audience wants to consume our content. And right now, podcasting is very much in a lean back manner. Put the video, put the content on, let it play on your smart speakers, put it in your back pocket, drive down the road. And that's how you like to consume a lot of your content. Now that might change, but I'm having a difficult time seeing how it's going to change because we already have these devices in our pockets that are very large and do a very crystal clear screen time. And while I still see a lot of people these days consuming a lot of video on their phones, I'm just not seeing it work out yet for podcasters. Now, maybe if your podcast format is different, maybe if you can do a very short format, this is a less than 10 minute style format, that that can work on video. If I was doing something more than just talking into a microphone and looking at the camera and gesticulating wildly, <laughs> that could work. That's And that's my message. That's my idea. The future of video for your podcasting is if you just video yourself making a podcast, I wouldn't expect to see a huge amount of growth unless what you're doing behind the scenes is so compelling and interesting that people have to watch it on video. So if you're a business out there and you're thinking about doing into video versus podcasting, podcasting probably going to win just for a cost savings basis and an acceptability to your audience basis today. However, I grant you that might change in the future. I just haven't seen it happening yet. Lots of things to think about before you start your podcast for your business. And if you need some help doing that, get in touch. It's what I do. I launch podcasts for business. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. Go to podcastlaunch.pro to see a listing of the services I currently offer my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, 
Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.